Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. special edition of the Nugport Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. The wait is finally over. Dylan Harper, the number three ranked recruit in the class, the younger brother to, Dylan, to Ron Harper Jr., Rutgers legend, has finally, finally committed to Rutgers basketball. Now, this is something that has been seemingly in the works for a long time. We've been hearing rumblings of Dylan being committed for almost, literally almost a year now. Like since around the time of like Christmas time last year, uh, we had heard several different dates about when this might happen. Um, we had been through a lot of back and forth between, you know, Duke being the favorite. He's going on visits to Indiana, but there was just always this through line of like Rutgers seemingly having the inside edge here. And it turned out to be right. So just talk about like how massive of a deal landing a kid like Dylan Harper is rich. Um, I mean, not only one five-star in the class, two five-stars in the class, mm-hmm. not only two five-stars in the class, two of the top three players in the class. That's like insane. And I, if you told me this a year ago, this was going to happen for Rutgers basketball, or I guess before Ace committed, I would have been like, you're fucking nuts. Like, you're insane. You have no idea what you're talking about. You don't understand how recruiting works. But Dylan, I would have, I would have considered a Rutgers lean, and that that was cool. As soon as like he got the Rutgers offer, as one of his early offers, I was like, oh, that's a good chance this kid goes to Rutgers, probably because of what Ron did here and how they treated Ron and Ron's relationship and the Harper's relationship with Pico and crew. It made a lot of sense. But then you all of a sudden you add another five star, and it's like, holy shit, all bets are off. This is not a borderline NCAA team anymore. This is not an NIT team. This is not a round of thirty-two team. This is bare minimum a sweet 16 team at the very least, in my opinion, this is an insane get for Rutgers just because it just, this is, this could be the start of something insanely huge for Rutgers. And I, I know there's talk of like, they're not the old, not the, they're not blue bloods anymore. They're the new bloods. This, this could be the start of Rutgers becoming a new blood. If it, everything goes to plan. Yeah. And like having a top three kid is there's, <clears throat> I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I would be willing to bet a top three kid in the Rivals era <clears throat> probably has a better than 50% chance of being a top 10 pick as a freshman in yeah. the NBA draft, historically yeah. speaking. There are instances where it's not, but there's plenty of kids who are top three. There's probably more kids who are in the top three of Rivals rankings that end up being a top three NBA draft pick than ones who fall out of the top 10 in general. Yeah. I mean, look at Derek Lively, for example. Like, Derek Lively was, like, one of the top-ranked kids in his class, averaged five points. Five points per game at Duke. Still went number 12. Yeah, and look what he's doing this year in the NBA. He's one of the best best, uh, rookies in the the class because he landed with a team that, you know, knew how to use him, unlike Duke. Yeah, so it's just, it's insane to say, like, that they're both, like, I don't want to say guarantee, but they're both pretty much lottery picks, like... So at the very least, 
Yes, 100%. We've talked a lot about just like the intrigue about landing Dylan. Let's talk a little bit about his game and what makes him so good. So he's like a 6'5 guard, and I've heard him described as physically one of the most college-ready guards in the mm-hmm. nation of any class. Yeah. How would you describe his game? It's, I hate saying it. Like I said, the same thing with Ace. I hate comparing them to Kevin Durant, but I hate comparing guys to superstars, but his game is just modeled after uh, James Harden type. And not we're not talking fat Harden right now. We're talking old school James Harden. <laughs> yeah, this, if uh, you could take a, uh, if you could swap out like the motivation of the average NBA player with a, you know, mm-hmm. James Harden's non-existent effort, that's that's kind of like the prospect Dylan is for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean he's got great handles. He can elude defenders with those handles. He can attack the rim if need be. He can play that facilitator role at guard. So he can kind of play either the one or two. I know he's listed as a shooting guard, and everyone's like, oh, he's going to score big buckets, big buckets. Like, yeah, he, he can do that. Don't get me wrong. He scored, what, 36 against Camden last year, I think it was, um, at, at Kane. And I was actually in, in attendance for that. And so was Steve Peichel, Brandon Knight, TJ Thompson, um, at the time, Carl Hobbs. Uh, so, I mean, he can, he can kind of do anything. And now this year his team's got a couple more weapons. So now you're going to see him sit back a little more and play facilitator, play point guard. And that's, that's kind of the role I kind of see him at Rutgers at times. I think he's going to play mostly point guard um, because you're going to have so many weapons around you between Gavin Griffiths, between East Daly, between Watt Mag and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Lathan Somerville can drop buckets if they need to, too. But he can kind of do just about anything as a guard like he he has that skill set he's not afraid of contact at the rim uh he'll get a bunch of and ones he'll <laughs> it's just insane to watch him play <clears throat> and then in, in transition he's just he's really good because he fills the lane correctly he knows what he's doing he knows where to put the ball and where and if he has to he'll take it to the rim and like i said he's not afraid of that contact he'll go up against the biggest of big guys last year he went up against uh he's uh his name's slipping my head now the the center from camden that went to Kentucky. Oh, Aaron Bradshaw. Uh, yeah, Bradshaw. He, he went up against him multiple times and just wasn't afraid to go against him. And he's and he's got that build that he's not like a skinny six. What what was you say six three six four? Yeah, no, he's six five. Six five. And yeah, he's six five by uh, one eighty listed. I think he's a little bulkier than that. He's got college ready body, like you mentioned before too. Um, he's just he's gonna be the perfect fit. For, uh, for this team because you're going to have a sharpshooter in the corner in Griffiths. You're going to have Ace Bailey who can do just about all these guard things as well as forward stuff and wing stuff, and he's, he's a freak too. And you add those two together, and then you throw a defender in there, like say, I don't know, maybe a Jeremiah Williams next to them. All bets are off. This team is going to be phenomenal, and if you don't have season tickets, you're, you've, you've fucked up. Like That wait list <laughs> is going to be nuts. Yeah, it is going to be impossible to get tickets uh, through Rutgers next year. You're going to have to yeah. pay through the nose on the, the secondary market. Um, hey, you might have to go through SeatGeek. And if you might have Seat to go through SeatGeek. Yeah, with, use using the promo the, code. The Rutgers Rivals code. Yeah, yeah Rutgers Rivals promo code gets you $20 off uh, your first purchase only. So if you already have a SeatGeek account, use your email, make a new, new, use a new email and make a new one. Then use the promo code again. Exactly. Um, so <clears throat> Dylan and Ace. The, the cool thing about those two is they've played so much together at so many different settings mm-hmm. the last couple of years that normally you have to kind of develop the chemistry through practice, but they already have that baked in chemistry too. 
Like yeah. if you think about it, they played together <clears throat> multiple times with Team USA. They played together multiple times at you know the Steph Curry camp, the the, the All Star game in New York City at Rucker Park yeah. this past year. Uh, they played together in multiple games with AOT this past summer together, yeah. like full games, which is way more valuable than you know you know camp settings where you're just kind of dicking around half the time. Um, do you remember the narrative or what you were hearing out out of the the AOT games as to why they ended up playing together there, like a that, primary reason at least? Yeah, because they were trying to see if they fit together on the court, and so be it. No, I mean no shit. The two top five, top three players fit together on the court, and their skill sets just mesh almost like I don't want to. Yeah, perfectly. I'll say it, and they almost fit just perfectly as a as a duo, and that's why that's why like they're going to be such a threat and. It's a shame because I would have liked to see Ace on that uh, that USA team with him. Oh yeah, um, in that World Cup or whatever it was, uh, FIBA something I forget what yep. it is. But um, Ace ended up getting sick, and it sounded like day one though Ace was a stud, and Ace was one of the best players there. And it's like you thought they would have still gave him a chance because he got sick and missed a couple practices. They're like, all right, sorry, no, no go. But yep. it is what it is. Um, we have seen him a couple times with AOT now. We haven't seen him on the on these weird circuit events between the what was it the Elite Twenty Four the Nike Classic World Basketball I don't know There's so many damn camps now yep. it doesn't matter but they've played together so many times and now they're they're gonna play against each other too which is gonna be fun to watch. They're gonna play against each other yeah at the City of Palms tournament down in Fort <laughs> Myers which uh, Richie you're gonna be in attendance for yeah, uh, so you should get a lot of good content out of that. And also, they're going to be in the same arena uh, for the Battle at Rutgers on mm-hmm. December 29th. Yep. So Dylan plays that day at 6.30. You can still get tickets for that uh, through mm-hmm. Rutgers as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of the, you know, a lot of times they'll be together uh, at the same place or on the court at the same time over the next month. Um, I want to kind of dive into some more background on this because Dylan, he's been around Rutgers forever, right? Like, Ron was mm-hmm. recruited here. At, what was he, the class of 2017? That's a good question. I thought he was 2018, but yeah, 2018. So, Ron was the class of 2018. So, Dylan's probably been to hundreds of Rutgers games watching his brother. He's mm-hmm. been around this team for years now. He's been around Pykele for years now. He knows probably everybody on the staff super well. And honestly... This is a kid who really blossomed into the player he is over the last couple of years. He was always a guy that was very good, but he wasn't mm-hmm. like top of his class good until probably the last 12 months. You saw a pretty yeah. meteoric rise for him. I don't even think he was a, a five-star player until uh, probably like midway through last year. He kind of just like kept jumping and kept jumping um, until he was the number one player in the class. July twenty second um, is when he got his fifth star for us at least. So he is very much a self made man, um, and you got to also think like this is a kid. We've said he has a college ready body. He's been playing basketball against his older brother for his entire life, and he's mm-hmm. had to learn how to play against tougher, more physical, bigger bodied players his whole life as well. So I do think the adjustment to college won't be as difficult for most guys as it will be or it won't be as difficult for Dylan as it is for most guys um you also got to think how much time he spent with the players on the team as well like Mm. if you think back to the pandemic like 
the Harpers had half the team seemingly, st- not literally, but he, they had a bunch of players staying with them at their house during the pandemic when, you know, guys like Oscar couldn't go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's very close to some of the players still on this team um, as well. Yeah, Oscar Palmquist, who has another year technically, I think, right? He does, yep. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how that happens. But yeah, this team is extremely close with the Harpers in general. Uh, it's been pretty well documented by um, this podcast specifically that Maria Harper has been, his mother has been pushing him to go to Rutgers for quite some time. Um, it's been pretty well known that Brandon Knight is the main recruiter here, and he's done a great job building that relationship with the entire family, whether it be his mom, Maria, his dad, Ron Harper Sr., obviously a very close close relationship with Ron Harper Jr. Um, I mean, everything is just leading towards this, like, it, it all led towards this commitment, basically. Like, this, they just built such a good bond. They were anywhere he went. And there was jokes on Twitter about this. Anywhere Dylan was playing, Rutgers would be there. Steve Peichel is very adamant about that, about showing as much love as possible to their top targets. He did it with Paul Mulcahy back in the day. Did it with Cliff Amore, um a couple years ago. And then he did it again with Dylan Harper this class. Anywhere this kid played, it, he, would, he would be there. It was, and the joke on Twitter was, Dylan Harper could be in a chess tournament in the middle of Montana or whatever the hell it was. And Steve Pike would be right there on the sideline just watching. <laughs> yeah, Truly it's, Donovan, back in July, put out a tweet that got hundreds of thousands of views on Twitter. He said, there's no one that deserves to land a recruit more than Steve Pike deserves to land Dylan Harper. Every time he steps between the lines, Steve is there. If Dylan had a game on Mars, Steve would hop in one of those space rovers to make sure he's courtside. It will pay off. So this has yeah. been a narrative that it's kind of been underlying on college basketball recruiting, regardless of you know the stuff that Indiana fans would say or Duke fans would say or Kansas fans would say. This has been something that kind of has been there the entire time. It's just Dylan wanted to do it in his own way, on his own pace, in his own timeline. And I think his recruitment kind of got away from him a little bit for a while because it kind of got out how much he was leaning towards Rutgers and how that was basically a done deal and kind of the, the most open secret in college recruiting. And I think he wanted to take some ownership back of that. And that's why things slowed down. I mean, the initial timeline was what, Peach after Peach Jam. Mm-hmm. And then it was, uh, you know, first week in September. And then yeah. it was kind of like, well, we just kind of got to wait and see. Um, yeah. So it's been a guessing game about when, but I don't think it's been a guessing game about where. No, it's it's been Rutgers for the longest of long times. Um, I was extremely confident in May. And hence the the future cast before. Not, I'm not gonna toot my own horn too much, but like hence we we put the future cast back in late May. As soon as the Delquan Warren thing happened, there was talk that Dylan was silently committed, and that's a big reason why Delquan found out. And Delquan's like, I'm not being secondary guard. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said before, Dylan Harper's game kind of translates to a point guard type role, and he's gonna have the ball in his hand more often than not. And whether it be facilitator or scorer type uh, type of role at Rutgers, but that kind of leaves some odd man out and that's kind of just how the, how it all played out. Um, but yeah, I, I think this has been a done deal since probably since May, maybe even before that, to be honest with you, because he's just been all Rutgers all the time. If you look at his visit schedule, he's visited Rutgers, what five times since, uh, November, I think it was uh, November 22. 
Like he, he hasn't visited anywhere else. Like <laughs> he visited Duke in Indiana in earlier November 2022 or October 2022, whatever it was. But then he went on five straight Rutgers or four straight Rutgers visits. And it's like, where do you think he's going? Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that was in doubt. Um, also, you know, he went to Ace Bailey's signing ceremony last uh, month down in, in uh, Atlanta in the middle of the week. I think it was like a, yeah. a Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, not, not the easiest trip, not like around the corner or anything like kids probably still in. He's got school. Like I shouldn't say probably mm-hmm. he is in school. <laughs> <laughs> It's not not the easiest uh, places to get to, uh, especially when you're you're going to school every day of the week. So it's like you just pop up in the background, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, Dylan Harper's there!" Dylan Harper's there, and then he goes live, then he grabs mm-hmm. Ace's phone, and then he's live on Ace's phone, and it's like it's everything was adding up already. Like we all knew it was Rutgers all the way, and it just I'm just happy it's done too. <laughs> it is it's nice that it's done. It does. It's a bit of a bummer that. Uh... You know, you can't actually sign for a bit. Um, you can't sign until April. Um, but you know, I'll take it. To, <laughs> to not yeah. not a bad consolation. No, sure. it's just the man trolled everybody for the longest time, and I, I do give him his props because unpinning tweets or not tweets, Instagram posts. I I didn't even know about this, and someone like sent it to me. They're like, "Yo, look, he un he unpinned uh, the Rutgers one. Oh, look, he uh, pinned him back up, and oh, look, he unpinned him again." And it's like, dude, I. The kid's just fucking with every single one of you. Like he doesn't. He just he notices everyone tweets about this. Like one of the biggest accounts on Twitter for college basketball, I think it was CBK Report, tweeted it like immediately, and they have thirty six thousand. Yep. Like, and they it just went bonkers. And then all of a sudden, we pick it up, and then someone else picks it up, and then someone else picks it up, and it's like, dude, you're like the ultimate troll. And then all of a sudden, like my buddies know obviously what I do and cover Rutgers, and they're like. Damn, that future cast is in doubt, dude. It's in doubt, and I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know what what I'm doing here. I'm more confident than anyone, and that's why we got this right. We got it first, and we were all over this recruitment, and I'm very, very happy about that. Yeah, no, uh, I know, and even though you did uh, put that future cast in, in in May, we had talked about it for months beforehand. You're like, oh, I, got, I think I, I want to do want, it. Like, yeah. All I've all heard January. is this and that. I just heard from this person, and they're hearing the same thing. And I just talked mm-hmm. to this person, and I I, I want to be first, but I, I don't want to seem like I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, and and you don't want to do it as the Rutgers beat guy either first because you get a little hesitant because everyone's gonna be like Homer, Homer, Homer alert, and it's like shut up, dude. But very confident in that one, and I mean, I'm I'm gonna now I'm gonna toot my own horn because no, we were number one in Cliff. First and Cliff, we're first at Dylan. We were pretty spot on with the ace thing. We did say Auburn and Rutgers in the end, and it ended up being Rutgers. I mean, we weren't giving a future cast, but we were pretty pretty good with that one. I, I don't mean to toot our own horn, but we're pretty damn good at this basketball thing. Not bad, not bad. I, yeah. I can't wait till this year's <laughs> gone great so far. Um, I just can't wait to see what this team looks like. And how Plego puts, you know, puts everything you together next year. So many weapons and so many. You're gonna options. have you're gonna have guys who want to come play with these guys next year too. Like that's yeah. Cliff probably isn't coming back. Um, just want to preface that he could come back for another year, but I don't think he will. Um, so if he doesn't like, and you know, Wolfhawk will be the primary center with uh with Lathan as the backup, but there's gonna be a mm-hmm. big who's willing to come to Rutgers. I don't have a specific name, but like 
No. There's going to be players who want to come play with this team. Well, I, I do want to say this. I saw some outlandish stuff on our board, and I've seen some crazy stuff on that board, but the most outlandish thing I saw recently was... Uh, hey, stop. Um, the most outlandish thing I saw recently was like, yeah, if Quiff comes back, I don't think he really fits with these guys. And I was like, Shh, oh my god, oh my <laughs> like god. him running the floor. Well, number one, they've been trying to get Quiff to run the floor all four years he's been here. Mm-hmm. If he can, if this year you're starting to see this fast, more up tempo offense. It's not all the way there yet, but you get Ace who runs the floor, Dylan who runs the floor with a big man like Quiff, who's one of the faster big men in the country to run the floor. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we've seen him in practice, but getting Jeremiah Williams back next year, man, he is, you're going to, everyone's going to love Jeremiah Williams. I can't wait to see him in Rutgers uniform. Um, that's, that's the other interesting thing, too. Um, I know you said Cliff probably won't come back, so that will end up equaling out the 13 scholarship limit. Actually, no, they'd be one over still. Yeah. So currently they're one over with with the current class. With Dylan, they'd be two over. But if if Cliff leaves, then they're back to one over. So there, there's going to be some attrition somewhere. And we know Gavin's probably not going anywhere, pending a giant leap in first-round draft pick. Um, Jamichael's probably not going anywhere since his best friend Ace is coming to the team. you got to make some room somewhere. Um, whether that be Oscar not returning, Mawat not returning, uh, Emmanuel Ogbol not returning. I think that's an option because he hasn't played a single minute. Like, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see how this works. Where does Derek Simpson fit into this team? Does Antonio Chole fit into this team? So there, there's a lot of talk about where this roster is going to be next year as well, too. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's going to be interesting uh, how all these pieces fit together. But it will. Uh, I just it will. It'll it'll make sense. I have no doubt yeah. that. Um, I'm just so excited, man. I, it's still not going to feel real to me until that first game where they're all waiting for tip. And it's, you know, Ace in the number four jersey, I assume, Dylan in the number two jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I, can't, I, can't, I also can't wait for, like, Adidas Stonehill is going oh. <laughs> to hype the shit out of Rutgers next year. Oh, yeah. We're going to get yeah. so much gear that we, I mean, we've already kind of bumped up our, our contract or our tier with adidas i guess you'd say but they're gonna really yeah. treat us like a 1-8 school next year and it's gonna be fun yeah. to watch basketball alone you see it starting to happen now because like these guys go on their visits and you see the shoes they're wearing people don't really recognize well i should say the older generation doesn't really recognize sneakers the way that i guess my generation younger generation does um even younger than me like it's it's sneaker heads like it's it's a big thing it's a big like mm-hmm. collection thing collective thing and uh if you see some of the shoes they're wearing, those are like tier one Adidas shoes between the Danes, the Hardens, all, all the crazy stuff. They're getting custom Rutgers stuff now. You saw the Adidas Ultra Boosts that were custom Rutgers recently. And uh, they uh, that's just big news because that means Rutgers is going to be at that next level or that next tier, like you said, for basketball at the very least. And then if football can continue to rise, I could see a jump in Adidas for football as well. But I think for now, you're going to see a bunch of Adidas stuff, whether it be billboards in New York City. They're going to they're gonna play this up as much as they can because you, the Northeast, and specifically Jersey, New York, is such a basketball haven. Mm-hmm. Like it, In between MSG, you put a billboard out there, you put a billboard here, Times Square, and all over Jersey, and it's, it's going to be insane. Like It's going to be absolutely bonkers, and that's why 
I think next year's schedule is going to be a lot different than this year or any schedule that Pike has ever made at Rutgers because he's going to have a lot, a lot of options when it comes to playing tournaments, MTEs, whatever you want to call them, uh, holiday tournaments. It's it's going to be fun. And uh, I don't think we're going to have that many. uh, (laughs) I don't think we're going to have that many Big Ten Plus games next year. We'll just say that much. Yeah, no, definitely not. I know. People are complaining about recent ones, and it's just, it is what it is. Like, it's going to be a lot different next year. You probably have more Peacock and Big Ten Plus, but maybe not even that. They might just straight up go BTN, 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 throw it all on everything. Yeah, Peacock really did get a lot of great games this year, um, and I don't think that's going to change. I think they will still, uh, they still will get some premier games, and wouldn't shock me if Rutgers uh, had to play in a bunch of them. That's yeah. not a, that's that's a good problem to have. That means that our games are sought after. Now, quietly, I'm hoping for like a Duke game. I think that would be a pretty cool one. That'd be awesome. Um, I don't even care if you go neutral site. That's fine by me. Um, I know there's been some talk about more neutral sites in the future, hence why they're doing two this year between the Cure and the Prudential. So we'll see if that happens. I'm okay with Prudential. I think that's a cool one. Uh, we know the Legends Classic is looking for a team for uh, a fourth team for their thing at Barclays next year. I think it's Syracuse, St. John's, someone else, and Empty, which makes a lot of sense. It's local-ish. I mean, Barclays is a pain he has to get to. I, I can talk from experience, but it's still a big arena. It'd be cool, and you're going to promote the hell out of uh, out of your brand and Rutgers. And if, if you win the games, it makes you look even better. Yeah, and as long as we don't play another game at Cure, um... I hate that place. That place was a total nightmare. Um, I'm fine with uh, I'm fine with Barclays. I'm fine with MSG. Obviously, mm, I'm fine with awesome. Yeah, I'm fine with Cure. Or not Cure, geez. Um, Prudential. <clears throat> yeah, I will say there's been some talk about MSG, and this is just a rumor. And these, this schedule is not going to come out for God knows how long because the Big Ten is all whoever makes these schedules. Good credit to you, number one. Number two, why you take so long? Just make it easy, yeah. make it simple. Um, but the rumor is is UCLA is going to come to Rutgers, but they're not going to play at Jersey Mike's. They're going to play at MSG. So that would be sick. maybe one of those those dual Sunday or what? What do they call them? Showdown Saturdays or I forget yeah, the yeah. name of it. Big Something Saturday. Like Big Saturday. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. So. As long as it's a, a neutral site game, we don't get screwed like two days afterwards when they say it's uh, actually it's a home game. So, yeah, that's insane. I, yeah. I don't. The NCAA's got a. That there's a lot bigger issues on NCAA's plate right now. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So, um, but side note, uh, going back to Dylan for a second, he played number one. They're not. I shouldn't say number one. Number twenty-two in the country. They are ranked per ESPN's high school rankings this year, entering the season. So something to keep an eye on. They also play a national schedule this year. So not only are they playing a bunch of New Jersey teams. They're playing, like like we mentioned before, they're playing Ace Bailey's team down in Florida on December 18th. They're playing uh, a bunch, like I said before, St. Joe's, DePaul, all the other North Jersey schools. They're also playing Our Savior Lutheran on January 6th. Oh, I skipped one. I skipped the battle. Um, who I, I forget who they're playing in the battle. Is it? They're playing Cardinal Hayes, which is Cardinal Ian Hayes. Jackson's team. Ian Jackson. Uh, isn't Ian Jackson our savior? Mm-hmm. No, he plays Who's Cardinal Hayes. Savior? Uh, who's the North Carolina commit at our savior? Not sure. 
I don't know, but there's there's a North Carolina kid commits uh, at our savior. So uh, I thought that was Ian Jackson. I could swear that. Maybe I'm wrong completely. Yeah, our, Ian Jackson's at our savior. Yeah, he must have transferred. My bad. I think yeah. he was at Cardinal Hayes. But Cardinal Hayes produces a ton of top dudes too. So keep an eye out for them. And then he goes to our savior Lutheran, who's Ian Jackson, and they play a bunch of others. I forget there was a couple other big names I can't think of, but um, they're going to be in a bunch of random tournaments and stuff. I'm sure you'll see him at Kane, one of those crazy events again this year at the Irishman Classic. I think it was last year. Um, so this this schedule this year is going to be crazy for Dylan, and uh, I think Rutgers fans are going to be at just just about every game. If I had to guess. Yeah, I think you're dead on. Yeah, you, Ian Jackson transferred this uh, summer from yeah. Cardinal Hayes, okay. our savior. My bad. Gotcha. Yeah, he's got a crazy schedule coming through. And uh, like like I said before, I don't want to tease too much in the future, but this this is uh, not just a one-and-done year. Well, I mean, technically, for those two, it could be. But Rutgers is, is right there with several five-star recruits for the future as well. Yeah, no, it's exciting. To uh, to see this year over year between, you know, Gavin was, I'm, I'm still annoyed that he's uh didn't finish as a five star after being a five star basically the whole process, but you know basically a five star with Gavin, yeah. two five stars this year. Next year we're we're right in it with Acuff and and Kenny, <laughs> along mm-hmm. with a bunch of other top ten level or sorry top fifty level talents. So mm-hmm. great time to be a Rutgers fan for sure. Yeah, you're not kidding. It's and Darius Acuff will be on campus February. Yeah, I think first February ninth. Yeah, for yeah, the so Michigan keep, game. Keep an eye out for that. For those of you that don't know, Acuff is number twelve overall in twenty twenty five, and Trey McKinney, who already took an official visit to Rutgers, is number thirteen overall in twenty twenty five. So I mean, hey, if you want to just keep this whole duo five star thing going, like screw it, let's get the two Michigan kids and just do it again and do it again and do it Run again. It back. And, you're basically uh you're basically a new blood at that point. Yep. I yeah, I, I definitely probably said that a little too early, but it's like <laughs> there's talk, like getting there. But yeah, if if they can make a serious run on the NCAA tournament. Oh, dude. Book the final four tickets. Just do it. Um isn't isn't the uh the regional the East Regional in New Jersey at the Prudential Center Prudential. For, for that yeah. year? I believe so. So it's, it's going to be crazy. Um, actually, you can pop it up right now. 2025's uh, Final Four, though, just kind of looking way too far ahead. Um, we'll be at the Alamo Dome. Um, so that's a cool one. First, second rounds for 2024, 2025. Let's see. Uh, the East Regional will be at Prudential Center. There you go. That's what a home court advantage. Holy shit. Man. And if you really want to drive a stake through the hearts of Seton Hall fans, make it that far and just fill that place with red upper deck too. (laughs) Man, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be something. And I mean, you're going to get a high seed, so they have to give you your regional more than likely. So. And uh, first, second round, say, hey, I don't know, what are we looking at? Providence, Rhode Island, pretty close, not too far. North Carolina, not too far. Cleveland. Where you give them out. Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland's not the worst. Um, Dayton, no. <laughs> not going to be in Dayton anymore. Sorry, getting way too far ahead of myself. 
actually all these like first second rounds are re- relatively close except like Seattle and Kansas and Wisconsin. Oh, never mind. I didn't see Colorado. I ignore everything I just said. <laughs> There's a lot. I'm looking way too far ahead. This is uh this is fun though. All right. But yeah. So. That's kind of all I got. Um obviously yeah. incredible news. If you listen to this podcast, you should have been well prepared for this news. It does seem like yeah. it was almost uh maybe a little longer than we would have hoped and thought, but in the end okay. it turned out uh in Rucker's favor. So all is good. All is well that ends well. Um uh, you got anything else before we, we head out today? And incredible that this has happened. This is insane. Uh, rejoice for now. Go watch Dylan and Ace later this month. Um, if you do, go go check it out. It's down in Fort Myers. It's got to be relatively cheap. If you don't want to make that travel, that trip, buy those the battle tickets, the battle official, it's called. Um, if you need the link, I'll probably – we could add it to this podcast, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll add the link in the bio or description or whatever below. Um, it's and it's it's literally like four games of like straight rockers commit basically. Yeah, that's it's that's Lathan Somerville awesome. starts, then Dylan Harper's at six, then Ace is at eight, and I think there's a game in between that. But even the game in between that is filled with uh, a bunch of big name recruits. So it's it's going to be an insane day, and I am looking forward to sitting inside the rack from like two to like midnight because <laughs> mm-hmm. I have I'm just I love high school basketball number one and number two it's it's Rutgers guys on top of it. It's just a good day to watch basketball. And uh, yeah, so notable there. notable players from that event. Number two player, in, number two player in the country in Ace Bailey. Number three ranked yeah. player in Dylan Harper. <clears throat> Ian Jackson, who's a five star. Carter Knox, who's a five star. Mm-hmm. Billy Richmond from Camden, who's a high four star. Todd Pettiford <clears throat> from Hudson Catholic, who's a five star. Kiner Asparilla from Bosco, who's a twenty class twenty six kid who's a high four-star. Elijah mm-hmm. Moore from Our Savior is in the top 50. Uh, Jaden Glover the Patrick School is in the top 60. And then you got two other top kids in Lathan Somerville and Nas Hart in uh, the class of 25. So just every yeah. game is going to have high-level players. Out of, so. I'm looking now, actually. Tickets are um, $10. <laughs> so just go buy. Uh, I think that's actually the upper levels. The upper levels are ten dollars. The student sections for students they give student deals are also ten dollars. Um, one hundred level seats, set one hundred level center is thirty five dollars for the day. Like wow, court sides one fifty. If you want to go a little nutty and go watch like Dylan and go scream in his face, basically, um, <laughs> it's one fifty. And the best part about this is, is they're not in charge of parking this time. So now it's only seventeen dollars to park. So you get half price parking in a normal rack wow. game. Yeah, Almost parking is out of control of the rack this year. Yeah, sure. $30, $30 is something else. I, I don't get that, but whatever. All right, everybody. Thanks once again for listening. Uh, go celebrate. This is a historic day in Rutgers athletics history. Um, oh, so I, I hope everyone champagne. enjoys it. And really, what did you say? I said I should have popped the champagne bottle behind me, but eh. yeah. save that for another day. Yeah, these are the moments you really kind of need to savor and enjoy as a fan because they don't come around mm-hmm. often. And, uh, man, the excitement is going to be out of this world for next year. Um, Incredible. But for me and Richie, this has been another edition of the Night Report Podcast. Signing off.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.